0: Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. Are we about to see the end of Daily Fantasy in Ontario, Canada, now that sports gambling is here en masse? Will Tiger Woods tee off at the Masters and Liverpool FC, an NFT project that might be set to fail right from the beginning? That and more as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. and welcome to TDR's guaranteed money i am ryan doyle that is millennial entrepreneur anthony Verrill. we are having one of the, we just might as well bring this chat to everybody else right
1: yeah yeah I movie props i've got the infinity gauntlet lightsabers uh, what else do i have you literally here? just watched Bunch the Infin-
0: infinity gauntlet which you've shown in other videos uh, just yeah. into the into the conversation we were talking this started off by me talking about old school cartoons uh, versus what's on today my kids kind of have a bis- bit of a disagreement now with paw patrol you have a nephew that was watching paw patrol the other day so we kind of started talking about that and then we got into this weird weird world
1: you didn't like looney tunes for example no i hated looney tunes i didn't like looney tunes i didn't like any of those i was really just like very one track It was gi joe's ninja turtles jurassic park and pretty much it like, moving forward, I watched a lot of, like, Rugrats and, like, Nickelodeon cartoons. Okay. But never, like, like traditional, like, Looney Tunes never never did it for me. See, I like the Hanna-Barbera guys,
0: like the Flintstones, and anytime you could get, like, any of those characters. Oh. They did, they did like, the Wacky Races where they were all in a car race together, and that had some uh, see, sort yeah, of gambling I, I like element that. to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the Wacky Races and the Flintstones were great. The Flintstones, once you're an adult and you actually look at what's going on with, like, the dynamics between the characters, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually watched those as well. Wacky what, Racers, and every time it was on, and it was like a special, I'd be like pumped to watch it.
0: Yeah, and it used to, it was you know it was on so infrequently when I was a kid. It was like Saturday morning at yeah, eleven yeah. on a special Saturday. It wasn't every Saturday, so it kind of came across as a bit of a nope. treat. Uh, what What do you do with a lightsaber, by the way? Does that just hang out at your house?
1: Uh, to be honest, I'm a sucker for like solid Instagram ads. Like, if I get Instagram ads and it's something like movie quality. And it's like Star Wars or Marvel or whatever. I almost bought a. There's a. There's a website online. You can get an Iron Man mask that is actually <laughs> robotic, and you click a button, and the whole thing just pops up. Um, also, like a Captain America shield. Um, so my friends, I, I'm serious.
0: I believe and these you. are like
1: movie quality. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my my but one of my best friends from childhood, Josh. Every time he looks and sees an ad, he screenshots it, he sends it to me, and he's like, You gotta buy this, Um, which is the reason I actually have the lightsaber. Um, The the Infinity Gauntlet, I did research on my own. Of course. But then there's also like a Captain America shield, like, there's a bunch of shit. Um, I'm gonna have a room in my house that just has like all this stuff in it.
0: When you're doing your, uh, when you're buying your Infinity Gauntlet, you wanna do your own personal research on that. I don't recommend that anybody just goes out and buys their own. That's
1: oh no no no! I didn't get a plastic one. It was self. It's it's articulating. moving <laughs> the damn, damn thing weighs like fifteen pounds. It's like it's metal. Um, what does your wife? Because you're a married
0: man. It. Like what do you? What does your wife think about this?
1: Uh She's yeah. <laughs> she's she's got her own she's got her own opinions on it.
0: All right, fair. Um. So like, if you were wearing that in the kitchen, she'd be like, "Honey, <sighs> we're not doing that." Like, just
1: oh, it never. The, this shit never leaves my office. I'm on okay. the third floor of my house, and it literally just everything is in this room. Okay. everything is confined to this (laughs) to this little play space, play
0: and business space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We talked about not buying uh, an Infinity Gauntlet without research. Let me give you another disclaimer. All views on the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and not investment advice. Uh, speaking of playtime, it feels a little like playtime here in the province of Ontario. April fourth fast approaching. That is the day where the ribbons get cut, uh, the you know the the curtains get lifted, and we'll now have. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. it doesn't look like all thirty companies are going to enter the market all at once, but there's still going to be a good whack of companies. And it's interesting because there's a number of parties going on this weekend that you know we're going to be rolling out to. Uh, that we're going to be you know giving you a little behind the scenes scoop and look at. Uh, A number of the big companies saying, hey, listen, you know, we're pretty happy and stoked that this is going to be going on. I like the vibe, Anthony. I know you're down in Florida, so you might not be catching all of it, uh, but maybe you're getting some of it off of me because I'm pretty excited about this. This is long overdue. This is something that I've watched walk through the slow creep of government and Senate and get tossed back and get tossed forward. And finally, we are here on the precipice of something pretty special. I love the mainstream media, though, because they don't seem to have a fucking clue as to how to cover this. They have no idea what sports betting is. They have no idea what the, the changes are going to be. And let me ask you this question. If you were living in a state or a province or a territory around the world, and one morning 30 companies went live in your backyard, yeah. anywhere outside of the world of, let's say, gambling, cannabis, psychedelics, and any crypto NFT, any of the, the, the verticals that we cover, media would be all over that shit. But here it
1: doesn't seem that they get it. Why do you think that is? I mean, that's surprising to me And uh, as it's rolled out in the States. And I mean, you can't go anywhere in a major metropolitan city right now without seeing a fucking Caesars advertisement. Their sports book and their sports wagering business have gone full tilt. Um, into advertising, it's in the, it's in out of home, it's in uh, live sporting events, it's on TV. I mean, I'm really surprised that there isn't going to be mass media coverage around this because I mean, 30 companies launching simultaneously obviously means that there's a very large interest from a business perspective, which obviously translates to there's going there's they're they're forecasting that there's going to be a very large interest from a consumer perspective, and if the consumers want it, they're going to digest the media. And it just doesn't make sense that they're not covering it.
0: Because I've worked in newsrooms before. You know, we've talked about that in the past. If you, if you had 30 car companies, and that's kind of how I think about it. Let's say car companies, because everybody can understand oh, yeah. it. It's relatable. You had 30 car manufacturers, 30 car companies coming into your backyard. Eight months ago, when we found out that this was going to happen, you would have assigned a reporter to study every single aspect of the oh, auto yeah. industry. So you have an expert prepared. I don't get the feeling that's happening right now.
1: That's or I don't know if, maybe maybe we need to get aligned with one of the major media. Companies no, I'm not in going back and there. Get this, I'm not going get, back get there. Get the show on mainstream. No, we're done with um, that. We're done. But with Yeah, it. I mean, it's it's it. I, I I agree with you. I mean, that's the common sense move. Um, corporate America and I guess corporate Canada always doesn't move in the step of common sense. Um, but that's that that's yeah that that seems like the just blaring in your face move is to understand these companies cover them and then bring in readers and bring in viewers via the content and coverage uh, around this that's obviously very popular
0: that is our question for you in our comment section on youtube please feel free to answer it if you're in canada if you're in ontario are you excited that now the market is finally going to open up. You're not going to have to just rely on the government product. Uh, you can get all of the bonuses and all of the interesting plays and shop around for lines. Are you excited by the opportunity come next week in Ontario? Let us know. Drop us a comment. Uh, we did get a lot of comments on this, and it's interesting for me because it comes from the realm of government and regulation and perhaps you know what we just talked about, not understanding the marketplace. I got a lot of people writing to me saying, my DraftKings fantasy was disabled this weekend. Uh, My FanDuel was disabled this weekend. Uh, DraftKings and FanDuel are shutting down Daily Fantasy contests in Ontario. That is ahead of the sports betting launch. Now, the reason, one problem, is that Daily Fantasy sports was included as a gambling product in the regulatory standards, which would force operators... Really? Yeah, which forced operators that want to offer Daily Fantasy, listen to this, they would have to pony up a $100,000 licensing fee every year to hand over a 20% share of their revenue to the province. What? Yeah. So if you want to get in the game,
1: so the province is the mafia.
0: It's right. I mean, it's got that feeling to it. $100,000 licensing fee every year and 20% 20,
1: share a 20% vague on. That's crazy. Yeah, why are they? I mean, they're that they're that strict of they're going to fuck this up like they did cannabis. I mean, the Daily
0: Fantasy, I guess they're assuming, you know, the way it's written. They don't want it to be included in gambling. We saw in New York State they had to prove that it was actually, you know, more of a game of of chance than anything else, like a lottery. But there was some, skill involved. you know, the other larger issue is that there's no liquidity allowed in the province's new regulated market. So that's a change from the current market that's not regulated by the province. So I'm going to guess and this is just me going on a limb. If you're a fantasy player, you watch this show, you listen to the podcast on, on Apple or Spotify. There's going to be a lobby group here. Somebody is going to oh, lobby yeah. on behalf of these these organizations like we saw in New York and at least challenge them and if if they have to legally challenge them.
1: I mean, that's their top of the funnel for DraftKings and FanDuel's Daily Fantasy. That's how they get the consumers in. I'd be willing to I'd be willing to bet that if you go through their metrics and you look at how they convert consumers, they're not converting consumers at the point of, hey, we're gonna flash them an ad for sports betting. We're gonna get them into our funnel via Daily fantasy, and then convert them over into the sports wagering uh, segment of their business. So yeah, they're probably going to be pouring a ton of money into into lobbying, getting that actually where it needs to be. Because right now, that's that's not that that doesn't bode well for them.
0: No, and if you think about it, if you're a DraftKings fantasy player, you're now going to be expected to download a different app to get into the world okay. of sports wagering. Is I understand that it's not cumbersome to download an app, but it's an extra step that I would have thought would have been ironed out yeah, the yeah. process that they likely assumed they wouldn't have to do.
1: No, it needs to be di- the d- the digital experience needs to be seamless and it needs to be just very easy. There, there, there doesn't need to there can't be hurdles to, uh, to 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 be jumping through. You lose the consumers very quickly.
0: Uh, big news in your neck of the woods, although it didn't. <laughs> The odds didn't get affected as much as the star quarterback we're about to talk about. Uh, Tom Brady's presence, of course, affects Tampa Bay's Super Bowl odds way more than Bruce Arians, the now former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, did. Uh, He announced his sudden retirement this past week and will be replaced by Todd Bowles. Uh, Arians had been the coach of the Bucs for three seasons, I believe. They went 26-9, superb record, won a Super Bowl. Uh, The odds basically blinked. Uh, The Super Bowl odds went from... Uh, plus se- 750 to plus 750. So they they haven't moved at all. The move itself, though, is pretty surprising stuff because a lot of people are saying that this is Tom Brady flexing muscle, saying, I want to control the offense. Bruce Arians has got to get out of my way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to think of it. I saw it last night and laughed. Um, it kind of scared me a little bit because there's a lot of rumors that Brady actually wanted to come to the Dolphins and Tampa wouldn't let him. And him coming back was one of the things was is I don't want to be around Arians uh anymore and I've been like buying a bunch of Tua cards on like spec. Yeah. So if Brady came to Miami that would completely fuck me with Tua. So Tom <laughs> please stay in Tampa. Um it'd be greatly appreciated. I think Tua is going to have a pretty good season, but I mean this this to me doesn't make sense, but I mean look at what happened in LA when LeBron went and wanted to play GM and and uh and and enforce as well it's th- that that experiment's not working out too well, well and, and that's what uh, I was going right to ask you now. is
0: this, is this a LeBron type of thing where we've got Tom Brady now who yeah, wants to yeah. be you know father son and the Holy Ghost, let's say of football where he basically runs the entire franchise he calls who gets traded he gets he calls who gets drafted and he calls the plays on the field
1: the quarterback shouldn't the quarterback should not be able to mandate or dictate who the coach is. I think that is just completely overstepping the boundaries. That's the GM's job. Brady's job is to get on the field, bring your skill set, score touchdowns, be a leader in the locker room, be a leader on the team, but let the business people do what the business people do. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm curious to see where this goes. This is probably well well into the early innings of what's going to transpire from the story, um, but I I was – I was baffled. I thought I was reading a fake headline when I saw a break yesterday.
0: See, and from a gambling point of view, I look at this as an opportunity because you know you've got the Bills right now as the solid favorite. They're the only team ahead of the Bucks. They're plus six fifty, meaning a hundred bucks yeah. gets you six hundred and fifty on top of that. Um, I'm a futures better. I like to wager on the Super Bowl well ahead of time. Like usually I do it around right after March Madness wraps up, which we'll get to in just a second. So for me, I look at this as a total fade job on Tampa. Because if you're telling me that Todd Bowles is going to be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year, and Tom Brady's going to be running the ship. I mean, Todd Bowles, God bless him, nice man, great coordinator. I don't think yeah, much yeah. of him as a, a head coach. Uh, he looks like a bit of a patsy in this, like a, just a, a guy who's kind of in there so that Brady can manipulate him. If that's the case, I, I would fade the hell. I'm surprised Vegas odds didn't go the other way and make Tampa a longer shot to win the Super Bowl. Because for me, you know, I still think the Bills are the value play here. Get me well away from Tampa, who I think could be in disarray by midseason. Says
1: says the Buffalo Homer. Says the gentleman <laughs> with, the, with, with 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 the season tickets for the last couple decades. What's wrong with optimism? Um, that that being said, I am in the same. I am a, on your side here. Um, I think the Bills are probably the best complete team in the NFL. Um, I think the Bucks. I, I don't think the Bucks are going to win the, the the conference next year. Um, they're not. Uh, they're, they're, they're not impressive. I mean, they had a lights-out season. They won the Super Bowl. Brady Brady waved his magic wand. But I think there's a lot better, a lot more talented teams throughout the NFL than the Bucks, Um, especially as they sit right now. Even if Brady comes and has a season like he did last season, I mean, look how that ended. They got waxed by the Rams and bounced from the playoffs. I think that's probably going to happen again. And if I think Buffalo would blow the doors off of them. Um, if if at any point in the season they, they they play them one-on-one.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I'll take my Buffalo Homer hat off. I would be starting to look at other value plays within the NFC conference uh, when it comes to a strong yeah. team that you think could upset the Bucks. Because I, I agree with you. I do not think that they're the right betting move uh, to win that conference, no. and I think there's a lot of value out there before the market starts to recognize that, wait a minute, I've got Todd Bowles coaching the team. It, Wait, what's that going to look like? Tom Brady calling basically his own plays? What's that going to look like? Is that all ego? I tend to think it is. Yeah. Is it all arrogance? I tend to think it is. So, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh speaking of ego, and I know you're not a country guy. I do like this this country performer, Eric Church. I listen to him quite a lot. I've seen him in concert a couple of times. I'm a hip-hop and country guy. I'm a bit of a weird blend of things. I like storytelling music. What can I say? Uh but he canceled his concert on Saturday. Oh, I saw this. Big concert. Yeah, yeah so that he can watch the UNC Duke Final Four game coming up this weekend. Before we get into the Final Four, is that just the biggest dick move? I mean, he did write a letter to ticket holders uh, distributed by, by Ticketmaster saying, listen, it is the most selfish thing I've ever asked my fans to put up with. I'm sure he'll come back with a great concert, but if I had a ticket for Saturday, I'd be
1: pretty pissed. I think it's a stupid move. I think it's an absolutely stupid move. Whoever advised them on this is needs to be fired. Like, you don't, Postpone a sold out concert full of thousands and thousands of your fans so you can selflessly watch a Duke basketball game. Like, they've been there before. They've done this before. They're going to do it again. Like, fuck that. Like, I would be (laughs) so mad if I was one of the people going to this concert. Like, he's an entertainer. Like, he has a job to do. Like, no, I just think it's, I I wouldn't have let him. If I was the record label, or if I was the the promoters or Ticketmaster or anybody, Li- yeah, he's probably he's probably backed by Live Nation or Ticketmaster. I would have told him, "Look, you want to do this? I'm going to find the shit out of you, or you're gonna you're, you're you're going to do something." Because I mean, no, I think this is ridiculous to watch a Final Four game. No,
0: he says in his letter, I'm a lifelong Carolina basketball fan. I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years, but to have them match up in the final four for the first time in history is any sports enthusiast. You're just not buying any of it. Neither am
1: I. I mean, come on. Like, what are you thinking, man? He gets paid millions. He gets paid millions and millions of dollars a year to entertain people and sell out these concerts. And this has been probably booked for what? Six months, eight months. I mean, you've got tens of thousands of people that are looking forward to this. To, to, to this concert he just says oh sorry i'm postponing it i gotta go watch the duke unc game like no and for some, for some families
0: do... for some families yeah. that's a big moment on their calendar right people have anticipated yeah. this likely for months we're coming out of a pandemic this might have been their first concert in a couple of years
1: they're looking forward to it, it would turn me off his music to be honest if i had tickets 100 100 like kanye west is like one of my favorite rappers of like all time and we had like, six years ago, we had, no, it wasn't six years ago, it might have been four years ago, we had, like, a box at one of his concerts, it was, like, all you can eat, all you can drink, like, we fucking, nice. like, did it, like, all the way, we're so excited, and then he just cancels the tour. I still hold that against him to this day, that we didn't get to go experience that concert and do that. So, I mean, yes, it will turn fans off uh, to an extent from from whoever, what is it, Eric Church's, from whoever yeah. it is, his music. Uh, so, um, 100%. so
0: let's talk a little bit about the the numbers when it comes to March Madness. Duke plus one thirty Kansas plus one eighty Villanova plus four fifty and North Carolina sitting there at plus four fifty. Um, I've mentioned this almost to the point of I get sick of my hearing my own voice, but I have Kansas on a future. I have North Carolina on a future. Uh, they're certainly not at these very low odds. I'm tempted to get back yeah. in the market. I can be honest. I'm tempted to get back in that North Carolina market at plus four fifty. That looks delicious to me. Like just a little sprinkle. I mean, am I right here? Like this is a one of the best defenses, one of the best defenses in basketball, uh, if not top since February, I believe they're top five in the nation at the very least defensively. Plus four fifty. I don't think you're giving them enough credit. I think this is a bunch of Duke no. love that doesn't deserve to be there.
1: I mean, everybody's a Duke homer in the media and in the NCAA. I mean, they love seeing Duke uh, in the Final Four. They love seeing Duke win championships. I mean, it is what it is. My money's on UNC. I would be taking UNC with those odds. I wouldn't be surprised if UNC wins the game um, and goes to the ship. I think it's probably going to be UNC Kansas oh, when it's all so said beautiful. and done. That would which be, would be I good hope, for you. I hope you call um, me on
0: Saturday night because I am going to be. I am going to be yeah. wasted if that happens. I'm going to pop yeah. bottles like nobody's business because it is going to be a good day. I would be. I, I
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean Duke. The first time I've actually watched Duke in the tournament was last week. And I mean, they got talent. Like they've got like NBA looking talent. Um, but I mean UNC's been a runaway train the entire tournament. Um I my my, my, my money would be on have to go on them.
0: Yeah, and Duke got by an Arkansas team that was shaky at best. I didn't love Arkansas going yeah, into that game. That UNC was tough. granted UNC played Saint Peter's, but they smacked them down from the opening bell and it wasn't even a contest. So and that's a St. Peter's team. Oh that no, it was a beatdown. Yeah, that is a St. Peter's team that has yeah. done some obnoxious things to teams uh, in the last little bit. This is something I'm going to turn to you for because I don't know why this is controversial, and maybe you could walk me through the controversy. Uh, Liverpool FC is projected to earn more than 8.5 million euro from uh, what they call a controversial NFT sale. Now, I'll walk you through the the short strokes of it very quickly. Uh, but they, the Heroes Club, they're calling it, will include digital illustrations of 23 first team players along with Jurgen Klopp, uh, in various poses and costumes. He is, of course, their coach. Uh, Hero tokens will be priced around 57 euro, with these randomly generated and only revealed once the sale has come to an end. Let me explain the controversy here, though. Um, Any unsold NFTs will be taken out of circulation, and that has received critical reaction from many fans of the launch, suggesting that Liverpool could fall way short of that mark in terms of sales, and a lot of these NFTs would be taken off the market. That's the first point of controversy. Can you explain why taking some of these off the shelf would be such a big deal?
1: Yeah. And I'm just kind of, kind of, I'm just going to preface this with I don't know what the fuck whoever planned this project was thinking, <laughs> but releasing 170,000 NFTs is a really fucking bad idea. Like, just stupid. 170,000 is a cash grab. You're not going to get 170,000 people to come and buy your project. I don't care if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Like that's and not they essentially happen. are the Dallas Cowboys so, of football. Yeah, but 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 still, like, do a do, do, tear it out. Do a do several collections. Do ten thousand. Do fifteen thousand. Get your beak wet. Prove the concept. Don't just say, "Hey, we're going to put 170,000 NFTs out there." Oh, by the way anything that doesn't get purchased we're just going to burn like that's already admitting defeat before you even started um whoever's doing this i mean kudos to them but it just looks to me like they have no idea what they're doing in web3 and with and with nfts in general because i mean you could argue that this is probably a uh, a poster child for how to not go about best practices <laughs> um in the space yeah. um yeah. So I understand why it's controversial, but it's just bonehead and stupid from an optics perspective. Like any a- anyone that's genuinely in Web3 or in any of the NFT communities, if they saw a collection with 170,000 pieces, they would say, no, like just not even happening, not getting my time. Like you're crazy and it's just stupid. Um, well, it, it also kills to, to the do, special, do does like not?
0: Like, I mean, it just kills the special part yeah. of being in that environment and being in that ecosystem.
1: Hundred 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 percent. I mean, granted, there probably will be some like rarity traits and there will be different ones that are like maybe one of ones or one of like fifties, but 170,000, you're diluting your brand to shit. Um, those aren't gonna, it's gonna be a very difficult thing for them to trade. And I hope this project fails. I mean, I I hope it I hope the mint completely falls on its face. And I mean, I hope that this is a case study in what not to do um, for a professional sports team or even a brand um, to do an NFT drop. Um, This is this is how you piss people off.
0: The other concern, and I've heard this with other projects, and I think you've already answered the question here, but maybe you could even give people an idea of what this means. Uh, They're concerned about the really massive carbon footprint that this kind of drop could create. Uh, Could you explain to people who might not know what that means? Why that's something that people are concerned about?
1: Yeah. I mean, people's people are are hung up on this whole thing that that NFTs and that crypto has this big carbon footprint due to all the computing power and the proof of work um, algorithms that need to be validated to mint all this stuff. Shut up. Um, (laughs) It's not it's 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 not true. Um, Bitcoin mining is not ruining the world either. Um, there's been companies that are coming out that are creating energy efficient Bitcoin mining, um, projects and there, and no, the whole carbon footprint thing is, 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 is null vote is null void. It's like everybody in the EV space saying, oh, we'll stop using combustible cars due to the, uh, greenhouse gases that are emitted by the engines. Meanwhile, the EVs take up all this electricity in your house where the fuck do you think the electricity in your house is coming from? It's coming from burning coal. It's coming from burning fossil fuels. Granted, it's probably better on the environment to go the EV route versus the combustible route, which I'm probably going to buy an EV for my next car, but it's not valid enough to sit there and just argue against an entire movement um, on. So yeah, I think that, that if you can't tell by my reaction. The, I think that comment and that argument's fucking stupid.
0: I love getting you riled up during this pod. This is my favorite part yeah. of the, the whole thing. Now, this is going to get us, I think, yeah. both excited and aligned here. Uh, Tiger Woods took some practice swings at Augusta the other day. Of course, it's got everybody talking about the fact that Tiger may be making a comeback of course, hot on the heels, by the way, of Phil dropping out like Phil drops out and Tiger jumps in within yeah. a day of one another. Uh, the odds uh, for Tiger to miss the cut minus 250. I think this is an interesting play. Uh, and I've already yeah. played it to make the cut. He's plus 175 to win the tournament. He's plus 5,000. Uh, first of all, I think the question is, do we believe he's going to play? This is a man who has not competed professionally at this level since 2020. So we're talking a couple of years now.
1: I think it's up in the air. Um, I think Tiger would like to play. Um, I think that it's probably no, no one's ever. No one's going to be able to know really what he's feeling. I think it's going to matter how sorry he was. After he played 18 um, the other day, apparently he was out there with Justin Thomas and Charlie uh, played all 18. Apparently looked well. Um, I mean, I almost cried when he won the masters. Yeah. Two or three years ago when he came back, like I was on a plane flying home and was watching it on the flight. The fucking plane erupted in applause (laughs) because I think there were probably 50 (laughs) people on there that were watching the masters and everyone started celebrating when tiger won the damn jacket. Like, there's nothing I would like more than to see Tiger compete in a Masters again, much less win it. But, I I mean, if he's not there and if he doesn't think he's going to compete, much less make the cut, I think he just sits it out and then just waits. Because if anything, he's just going to get better. Um, He's not going to – his game's not going to deteriorate. He's going to get more comfortable. He's going to have to go knock some rust off. And, I mean, the Masters is a pretty daunting arena to, to come back from such a gruesome injury. Yeah. Granted, I don't think Tiger feels pressure, whether he was playing golf in space or whether he's playing a par three um, in, in so, somewhere. I don't think Tiger, I, I don't think Tiger feels pressure. I think Tiger just shows up, does his thing, and it is what it is. Um, he either gets a I championship just, result or a subpar result. I just don't want to see sad Tiger.
0: You know what I mean? Like I don't want to see him come no, back no, no, early no, no. and then he shoots like a plus ten. And then it's just like, oh, that's pathetic. I don't really want to see this. Can you just get this even off the TV?
1: I don't think he'd be mad, though. I really don't. I think he just wants to compete in a tournament. To, 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 to be honest, I think he wants to be out there, like at the Masters, versus being like home um, or on his or on his other courses. Um, I'd love to see it, though. I hope it happens, and I hope he, I hope he competes. It, it'll, it'll be, yeah, it'll be great for golf.
0: Yeah, and we'll be talking obviously next week about our master's selections and our picks. I've already been doing some golf readings, so I am deep in the books on that one. Uh we've got Valero this weekend. Actually, I'm going to skip it betting wise and just gonna put that out there. Yeah. Uh I just don't I don't love betting the tournament before the major because I just think you're getting you're not getting the peak golfer that you really want, especially if that person's gonna be playing at Augusta in the next couple of weeks. So that to me yeah, I just kind of they're,
1: they're 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 taking the week off. Yeah, yeah they're they're completely taking the week off.
0: Yeah, so I just kind of back away right before the Masters in embedding and just focusing and honing on that. Uh We tweeted this out uh early this morning. I got a great picture and a great look at the 6.12 kilometer. I'm going to have to do the translation for you as to what that means. It's long, trust me. Uh 14-turn street circuit in the heart of downtown Las Vegas. It's going to be awaiting drivers in the 2023 Formula One oh, yeah. Nevada. Oh, man, the Las Vegas Grand Prix. This course, first of all, I didn't oh, yeah. know it was going to loop around on the Strip. Like the idea it's that it's going to be fucking onto the bad, strip is great
1: ass. Yeah, it's going to be badass. I'm actually going to look into booking my hotel now um, for it. I'm for sure going to go. I think we, um, have, that's to. we have to be, do the show from. Down. Yeah, that's going to make that's going to make the first weekend and uh, the first weekend of March Madness probably look childish. Pale compared comparison. to what? I, yeah, compared to what F1 weekend's going to look like in Vegas. That's I, gonna. I'm pumped to go to Miami in uh, two months. For the Miami Grand Prix, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to I'm see glad what the this, Formula One's taking notice. Yeah.
0: I'm interested to see what this is going to do for the the business end of Las Vegas because we were there, for, as you say, for the beginning of March Madness. Can you imagine the money pouring in when F1 is in town? I mean, this is an opulent oh, an opulent circuit to begin with.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a completely different consumer than what we saw for March Madness. It's gonna be everybody like. I mean, it's kind of probably gonna suck, to be honest. It's gonna be a lot of like influencers and like jet setters and like TikTokers and like Instagram people like fucking everywhere. Um, it's not gonna be actual like real people per se. Um, but I mean it'll be fun. It's definitely gonna be fun. But like when you look that's the only that's the one knock on F one is you've got the actual fans, you've yep. got a lot of enthusiasts, but when you really go to the events, a lot of it's like plastic like showtime uh showtime like vibe. it's all kind of fakery we'll see yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's all like it's all like very elitist um in the uh in the people that are actually partaking who probably don't even give a shit about the racing they just want to be there for the after parties and to uh to get some pictures snapped
0: yeah, and see, I'm the guy that likes to be. I like to be near, in, and around the pits. I always hated when they did the the oh, yeah. the indie here in Toronto. It was one of those things where people would say, "Oh, I want to be up by the buffet." I'm like, "Why do I want to be up by the buffet? I want to be near the cars. That's a it's a car race. Correct. That's why I'm here. Correct. I'm not here to eat finger sandwiches yeah. and talk to people in suits.
1: Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm uh yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll definitely be there one way or another. Absolutely. Vegas.
0: So yep. let me just put this on the record. I'm going North Carolina, Kansas for the final. You're joining me on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say, I'd have to say those are my picks. I mean, I don't think Villanova has it in them to beat, uh, to beat Kansas. Best head coach left.
0: I think he's the best head coach left. Jay Wright, Villanova. I speak highly of him. I sing his praises, but I just, I don't think he's got the horses to get him across the finish
1: line against Kansas. No, Kansas are good. Kansas are real good. Um, and I'd love to see UNC beat beat the shit out of Duke. Um, so I would got, I'd have to, uh, say, yeah, UNC, Kansas. I love it. I'm with you on that pick. We started off with uh, superheroes. We end with
0: agreement. Anthony, always a pleasure, my friend. Yep. I will see you soon. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com.
1: Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.